Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Another edition of Growing in Grace. I'm Joel Brzezinski along with Mike Kapler. Thank you so much for coming along and for uh, sharing the podcast with somebody else as well. We're a word-of-mouth type of ministry. We don't have a budget. We don't spend any money on advertising, you know, that type of thing. People share us on Facebook, Instagram, and, you know, social media. That's a wonderful way to get the word out about the podcast. And we do, of course, thank you for doing that because— uh In this day and age, as has been in the church all throughout the years, there has always been legalism in the church. There has always been some element in one way or another of people putting others under rules, under condemnation, under guilt. And in this day and age, we are here to try to combat that, if if I could just put it that way. Uh, We're wanting to lift up the good news, the finished work of Jesus Christ, and to share that with as many people as possible, and uh, you, the listener, can help with that, getting the word out if you uh, share it one way or another. We And again, we thank you for that. Yes, we sure do. Good to have you with us. Did you say another edition or another audition? Hmm, I don't know. I, mean, I might have to uh, make up a new word. I might have <laughs> to uh, go back on what I was talking about when I was making fun of people who mispronounce our town's name. <laughs> you know, I'm just wondering, maybe we ought to say, here's another subtraction. If you said addition. Addition. Here's another addition. subtraction of growing in grace. Addition. Um, does it have a good feel to it? Let me ask you this, Joel. How long do you anticipate? You, you and I have never discussed this, so I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here live here on the podcast. My heart's beating faster. How long do you anticipate doing the Growing in Grace podcast? I mean, is it going to be 300, like a good baseball hitter, or uh, twice that? Or this year, what do you feel? Three hundred. You mean three hundred more? Because yeah, we. Uh, well, yeah. I, well, I'm thinking we're at like two sixty four now. What if we went to three hundred? How about if we go to three hundred no, and start at, counting backwards, and then we could say, "Here's another subtraction." Well, we're in other at, words, you know, if we're here's if number three, start counting backwards to zero, and then we'll be done. I think you've started counting backwards already because we're in the six hundreds, brother. Oh, I said 200, didn't I? <laughs> I was like, where are you going see, with this 300 number? <laughs> see, this is what happens when you get older. It just flies by that much quicker. Yeah. So we're at 664. We're actually almost up and, to yeah, uh, 666. Yeah, that kind of ruined my whole baseball analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know anyone that bats uh, 664. But anyway, you know, that's one of the things where, to to, to give you a serious answer on that, I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I never foresaw us doing this you know, before we started. I just, I have come to understand in my life in Christ that anything's possible. Anything can happen. It could end in an instant or it could go on until the day we die. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we've never dis- yeah, we've never discussed it really. We just... Hey, we know it's time to record. Let's record. And then, you know, we record a few at a time quite often. And then a few weeks later, we do it again. And, and that's just kind of how we do this. Yeah. But uh, yeah. going back to what we've been hammering, hammering on, that sounds like, <laughs> that sounds graceful. Uh, <laughs> we're here to hammer this word into you. We're hammering uh, grace into people, like it or not. 
You take something this, that we've Grace. been uh, honed in on, focused on over the last couple of weeks, centered around an email that came in from somebody who probably thinks he's one of the few out there struggling with some of the things he's struggling with. And in fact, he's uh, far into the ma majority. Um, and if you go back a couple of programs, I think 662, maybe. <laughs> Not 300 262. and something? 200? Um, and, uh, kind of catch up with us here on, on what this guy was, was struggling with when it came to, you know, Christian law and not being able to live up to a certain standard, especially the way it's been taught to him by various people in the church or things that he reads in the Bible, maybe things that he's misunderstood in some ways. And he just wanted to enjoy life and was frustrated, almost felt like he didn't want to believe anymore just because of the frustration he was dealing with internally. Uh, I, one thing he said, you know, to, to, to actually quote, I can't seem to live the Christian life as it has been taught to me by various people. And so they kind of fall into condemnation here a little bit because they're, they're feeling the, the guilt of not living up to a certain standard, struggling with, with things that they do that they know maybe that they shouldn't. First and foremost, let me say, some of the people that you think really have it together really don't. Not really. Uh, maybe they've made great improvements in their lives and, and they're a, a great example to look up to for various reasons. But nobody ever has lived up to whatever standard people think the Christian life should be. Nobody under the old covenant could do it. Nobody under the new covenant could do it on their own. It's all about what Christ has done for us. So let's just stop and take a breath here for a second and use a little common sense here. Because as we mentioned last week, this is one of the only real effective cards the enemy can play. And it's really a blank card. He'll make you think that he's got some sort of a full house or something. I'm not much of a card player. Um, a straight, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever is a good hand. He'll convince you that... You've got a bad hand and he's got a good one and it gets people confused and frustrated and feeling like giving up and falling into condemnation. So how do we combat that? Here's some thoughts real quick. What is it that you think you need to do or what is it you think you need to stop in order for you to reach this level, really this imaginary level that you think now puts you in the place where you are living the Christian life the way it's been taught to you by church folks. What is it you need to do? What, what rung on the ladder, what line do you need to cross that's going to get you to that place? You know, and, and a, another religious word, I, I say religious because it just sounds that way to your average everyday person, is sanctification. And the church world has used this ruthlessly, <laughs> And the enemy has used it ruthlessly to try and get people to do more stuff. How do you know when you're actually across the line where you have been declared sanctified, where you have been declared as somebody who is now living the Christian life to an acceptable standard for your own good and, and God's acceptance and all of that? How are you going to get there? You're not. That's my point. You're, you're not going to get there. The imaginary line is just that. That's why you can never seem to cross it. You know, under the law, perfection was required. You had to do the law. You had to do it perfectly. These so-called Christian laws and rules that get thrown at you, these little curveballs that come at you from religious people, what they really are is imaginary curveballs. I mean, you, you can never hit them because they aren't really there. The ball just never really shows up. It's just all imaginary. In other words, what they're trying to do is with Christian laws, you do your best to improve, and God will honor you for that. 
That's really not something biblical, but that's the mindset that people get into. They think, well, if I just try harder, if I can reduce the bad stuff in my life and increase the good stuff, and by the way, that's probably going to result in, in more healthy living, but it has nothing to do with your redemption, your justification, your righteousness, your holiness. You've been cleansed completely already. And Joel, you were talking briefly before we came on about how sometimes we approach all of these things backwards. You know, It's almost like we, we turn them inside out and that's where we run into frustration it is uh, and you know what you were talking about there this imaginary line what do i need to do what would be the mark that i would make that would say okay i'm there i've finally reached this place of christian living where i'm living the christian life right <laughs> hey joel joel it's, it's it's like chasing a rainbow you ever trying to get to the end of the rainbow and you get to that field where you're sure it was and hey where'd the rainbow go it's, I, it's like that yeah i have a friend did when i when we were teenagers we did that one time we drove in our car trying to find the end of the rainbow and it was futile we never found the end of the rainbow <laughs> but and and that is exactly what it's like. It's an imaginary thing. And and the sad thing is that I can picture in churches uh, a pastor or a leader up front there saying, "You know that there are things that you need to change. What is it that you need to do to get yourself right with God? To make sure you're in that place where you're in the will of God." And it, they're serious about that. And the sad thing about that is that it is like chasing a rainbow. You're never going to get there. And so that's a good question that you asked as far as it being hypothetical. Realistically, when are you ever going to make that mark? Because if you find yourself, if you do happen to find yourself, I, hey, I've achieved certain things. I've, uh, I've stopped stealing. I've stopped doing this. I've stopped doing that. And things that are good to stop doing. But then all of a sudden, there's a hundred other, there are still hundreds of other rules that you're not living up to. And so, again, we're not saying that it's bad to stop doing bad things. It's good to stop doing bad things. It's for your own good. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. Not all things edify. Not all things are good for me. But you have been washed. You have been sanctified. You have been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God, Paul says. And so, instead of chasing after a certain standard of Christian living. How about this? Start from this place, this understanding in your mind and in your heart that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because God has done that, because of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Despite anything and everything that I've ever done, good or bad, completely apart from my works, good and bad, God has justified me. He has made me righteous. He has washed me. He has cleansed me. He has made me holy. He has sanctified me. I'm justified. I'm righteous. I'm one spirit with God. I'm a new creation, again, apart from anything that I've done. Live from that understanding and then just realize Christ is in me. Christ in me, that is my hope of glory. It's not my behavior that's my hope of glory, but it's this focus on this understanding of what God has done, the finished work of Jesus Christ, rather than what I can do. And you'd be surprised. I mean, this scares a lot of the religious types because, well, you're not focused on behavior. You need to be focused on changing your behavior. And this scares them 
But guess what? That focus on behavior isn't helping people. It's not helping people to change their behavior. I said last week that a focus on doing good and avoiding evil only keeps our focus on doing good and avoiding evil, and then the guilt and the condemnation that comes along when we don't do it. But when we focus on Christ, Christ in us, our hope of glory, the finished work of Jesus Christ, not my own work, not my own works, but what he has already done and who he has already made me to be, imagine the change of life that comes from that understanding rather than chasing after rainbows and chasing after imaginary lines that you'll never that you're never, ever going to achieve. So hopefully what we've talked about here in these last few weeks is encouraging for you. That's really what we hope to do here. We hope that this edifies you. And we're never saying chase after sin. We're never saying do wrong and stop doing good things. Some people will misinterpret what we're saying. We're just saying that the way to have this victory and this overcoming life is by stopping focusing on good and evil and starting to focus on Jesus Christ in us. And hopefully this will be a a good starting place for many people as they focus on Jesus Christ, his life in us, and the goodness of all that he's done for us. Now, next week on Growing in Grace, we're going to be talking about the basics, getting down to the basics, the gospel. What is the gospel? Just some talk about what Paul and the others say about the gift of God's righteousness. That's the gospel. We'll talk about that next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.